Welcome everyone to the first episode of the 2019-2020 season for Who Is On The Front Post. I'm joined here today with Rob and Kev. Hello listeners, it's good to be back. How's it going? All good to be back gentlemen. Absolutely. Absolutely. First yeah. weekend in the Premier League, all done and dusted. Not yeah. not a great start for either of us. But yeah, pretty pretty poor start. Very poor <laughs> some, start. Some worse than others. But. Some worse than others. Some at home. Mm-hmm. Makes it even worse. Yeah. But look... Uh, We've waited and waited and we're here now anyway, so we'll be releasing uh, on the weekly, hopefully anyway, uh, for the time being. Um, might be all of us, might be one or two of us, we don't know. We'll start with probably the first game of the weekend, which was on the Friday night, it was Liverpool and Norwich. Liverpool got off to an absolute flyer, uh, 4-1. What did you think of it there, anyway, lads? Uh, I thought Liverpool played quite well. Norwich, I'd say played pretty well as well, but I think they played well for Norwich. They didn't exactly play... You know, well, against a Liverpool standard team. So I think on, on the night, uh, Liverpool just had a, a bit more firepower, a bit more kind of clinical finishing. Just a bit shell-shocked, I thought, Norwich as well. Yeah. Very young back line. I think three, three out of four of them were uh, under the age of 22 as well. And yeah, pretty young. It's good, good, good looking for the future, though, isn't it? If they, can... If they, if they can stay up, yeah. <laughs> that's the big question. Well, the big question will be, as time will tell, will they have a future? Um, first game of the season, look at them, showed everybody thought, Liverpool are going to do this handy enough. I mean, it was... But they have four, a reputation. Four, four nil, I know. They, they, they've scored a lot of goals against Norwich in, in other games. But, I mean, they were 4 nil up at half-time. They were cruising. I suppose they could afford to take their foot off the gas, probably thinking of other games and, and other players to bring in as well. But uh, certainly, yeah, you'd have fancied Liverpool at home again. But Norwich, in fairness to them, they did make a, a little bit of an effort in the they, second they've half. They've got some they, attacking they, ability there. There's a few little moves here and there. And Timo Hukey got off the mark. From, got his goal and took his, his, his goal well. Yeah, yeah, I saw a weird stat as well. He's got something like... Uh, every first game he plays in a different league, he always scores on the first game he plays. Okay. So well, uh, he did it in Scotland, in England, in the Championship, Premier League, and Finnish League. He is Finnish as well. well so. I think if he only scores in the first game, it's about all the other games. If he doesn't score in yeah, them, exactly. Norwich are going to be in serious trouble. But no, um, look, we, we can't really judge Norwich too much on that. They're playing the, the European champions. You of know. course, yeah, yeah. And full house on Anfield as well. And everybody yeah. expecting the European champions mm-hmm. to win that comfortably, which they did in the end. Yeah. Well, the biggest talking point probably in the end was Allison. Yeah, injury, injury to Allison. Carried off injured after half an hour. Yeah. Adrian in replaced from. Maybe you could have done a little bit better on the goal, I thought. That's that's, that's, that's Adrian for you, though. Yeah. He, he, he's always liable to make is it, it a Is bit it Adrian a... or Adrian? I just call him Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, yeah. Well, that's what his mother and father <laughs> called him. Rocky Balboa. You, Adrian. No. Says that shot. Yeah, like even Van Dyke, I think, was kind of having a bit of a moan at him, saying, oh, I should, maybe should have got to that a little bit better. But mm. uh, to be honest, I think Alison probably would have. I'd say yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. It's just such a difference in, in quality. I mean, oh, yeah, it really is. He was released by West Ham on a free transfer. Um, Not a bad backup to have, but... No, he's fine as a backup. Like, he obviously yeah. wants first-team action and wants to win stuff, which he definitely wasn't going to do at West Ham. He might, he might win stuff at Liverpool, but he's, yeah. he's definitely not a Liverpool quality goalkeeper. Well, it was certainly one of the positions Liverpool were having trouble with. And anyway, and by bringing yeah. in Alisson, we all seen the difference it made. Okay, mm. they brought in Van Dijk as well, and they, they got the spine of the team kind of right, Liverpool, you know. You wouldn't want Alisson to be out for too many weeks, I'm saying. I'd say he'd be... Apparently he is going to be out for a, a few weeks now, so we'll see how Liverpool fare on. It's a interesting yeah. enough one, because I think a lot of people might underestimate the influence goalies have on... The attacking mm. play itself, you know, a lot well, of goalkeepers are 
yeah. brought in for distribution now well, as well. I mean, look thing, how, yeah. look at yeah. Edison and City and mm. Allison now. Like they're pretty much uh, really they're, an eleventh man. They're, they're not really just an eleventh man on the sticks twenty four seven. You know, yeah. true, very true. Plus, a keeper of Allison's quality. Like you, the defenders have a lot of confidence. Yeah. In, in that if if it, someone does yeah. get past him, that he will be able to save it. Whereas if you're talking someone like Adrian, you're like maybe he won't. Maybe so we will play uh, a bit of a deeper line. Maybe. Yeah, it's interesting to see how Liverpool get off the first couple of weeks actually without our number one keeper. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, they got off to a good start. Can't fault them on that. No. Mo Salah took his goal yeah. well. Yeah. Probably could have had a few more, to be honest. Probably could have done. Mane, they didn't play him from the start, so still tore from the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So they, they kind of were on cruise control anyway. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on for the rest of the season. See if they can just... Keep up with Man City, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I know they got off to a flying start with the four one, but like if you look at the City results, you're kind of like they probably should have went out harder for the second half just yeah. to kind of make sure they extended that lead. Well, this yeah, this is the thing. Sure. I mean, yeah. like from the very first week, Man City are have pulled the pressure on, you <laughs> yeah, know, and setting the pace. Aren't they? Even then, I like Man City. It was a great result and all that, but I thought they were maybe a little bit lacking in times with five 0 Maybe flattered them. A bit, yeah. First half, West Ham did well to kind of hold, yeah, I hold thought, the fourth down. I thought they did pretty well, especially the first 20 minutes. Like, first 20 minutes, yeah, I thought they, they looked, looked pretty equal yeah. in terms of... But yeah. then after a while, you kind of saw the, the true the, quality the, of the players coming out and... like The little City. bit of class showed a thing for Man City in the end. And, you yeah. know, when they were able to step up when the game needed a step up then, yeah. City responded really, mm. really well. And West Ham just didn't have any answer for them. And honestly, you know? how, how yeah. good was Raheem Sterling as well? Yeah. Thought, all three of those goals were fantastic. Mm. fantastic. Some serious finishing ability yeah. off him there, really. Yeah. And, and even the penalty kick, they got a second chance at the penalty yeah. kick as well. So they made sure well, this, this is what oh, we've well, come to now for the VAR, so... Mm. Yes, it's going to be very it's interesting. It's going to be this very season. interesting, like a lot of stoppages. Yeah. What did you make of the VAR over the weekend? Because we've seen it in all the games and all. A couple of, couple of like, I suppose for the West Ham game, it, it was it was fair. Like, they were all fairly spot on calls. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a couple of other moments where I didn't think it, it played as fair as yeah. well as it could have done. Particularly in the, the Wolves game, that was a bit of a joke. But A little bit of a strength yeah. in the Wolves game, all right. But I think overall, it's going to take a couple of weeks even for the players to get used. I yeah. mean, there's a couple of mm. new rules this season as well. And even everybody looking at the game is going to get used and say, what's going on? You it know? feels so, a weird one, and I think especially for fans. Because, I mean, these stoppages, yeah. and you're kind of waiting there. And it takes a while for the, what they're like, oh, checking for a red card and mm. all that. And you're waiting maybe 30 seconds or so, and you're Red card. And, not then, and then they're announcing it over the stadium tunnel yeah. as well, which I find a little bit weird as well. It's very like, robotic, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, weird. there was examples there in the you know, the Chelsea game when it was coming over the tunnel that they were saying, oh, no uh, no goal or no red card. No. Mm. I find that a little bit weird to be announcing yeah. over the stadium, you know. It's, a, you know, it's make the decision and, and then mm. the referee will say, look, free out. I mean... I, I honestly think it should be just limited to goals. Well, goal, goal situations, offsides. Yeah. I don't know this whole thing about the tackles and all. I think that should be nah. given for the refs to decide. And I mean, you've got fourth officials, you know, as well. Mm. Well, they're going to make... Linesmans. Yeah, mm. well, you see, again, with bookings during the game and all that, well, they, you know, when they used to do the retrospective uh, bookings as well, what's going to happen there? Are they going to be wiped out? Is the decision going to well, be there's, made there's there this whole then? thing, like if, say, someone elbows someone and they don't mm. cop it, and he should have been sent off, and they go back and just give him a three-game ban or something to that effect. You know, that alters a game. But he, yeah. if he was, you know, caught on the first offence and sent off, the game is completely different. 
Yeah, so, well, I can understand to an extent, but I don't know. I feel like it takes a bit too much time. Yeah, I I was just wondering maybe would each team be able to call three VAR decisions in a game? Would that be a better way of doing it? If they felt that I, there was a... I would feel it would get a bit too tactical myself. Yeah, there'd definitely be some, like, say, just, one, one team has the momentum. Yeah. And then, like, oh, just cut have that. a VAR call on that yeah. tackle there, or a throw-in or something ridiculous just to, yeah. to kill off their, their pace. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you only have three VAR decisions and you say, okay, I'm going to use, say one team is getting the better of the other in the first half, and you say, right, VAR decision, and you okay, you do slow the momentum of the game. Well, then and maybe in the second half, if you use the other two, and then you're five minutes from time and it's the ball off the line, well, you can't mm. use your VAR yeah. then. But see, so, I suppose, but I don't know. I think that's just but, a bit too... But are we going to keep stopping? I mean, in a VAR situation, are we going to keep stopping the game, stopping the game? Say, well, like you know, it kills we momentum, I think, it of does. the match. Yeah, yeah, well, there was one incident there um, towards the end of the season was uh, in one of the European games and the VAR took for it. It was in the final, actually, of a pool and, and Spurs in the final. I think it was Chelsea-Arsenal. It was Chelsea-Arsenal. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm. The, the Euro- Europa Cup final. Europa Cup final, yeah. And it took forever to get a, a decision. And of course, yeah. everybody was kind of saying, yeah. I heard this, this isn't worth it, you know. So yeah. I know it's still in the experimental stage <clears> at the moment. It's just, I suppose, like everything else, it's just going to have to take time. Time it will take, but yeah. sure, look, we'll see what happens. Um, Myself, now, I think it should just be limited to goals. Okay. Goals and offside decisions. I don't think tackles are the right way to go for it anyway. But, but yeah, back on to Man City anyway. Look, they pile, they're pulling the pressure on Liverpool from fucking week one. Mm-hmm. Week one, everybody's looking at it and saying, hold yeah. on, what a fantastic performance. I mean, them, that kind of game I thought could have been a bit of a banana skin for City, you know, because you go to West Ham, first day of the season, the home fans are there, everybody's up for it and all the whole lot, and then they just come out and literally storm you, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they were that good, you know, so it's going to be um, interesting to see after three or four games what kind of a marker City are putting down to everybody else. Well, see, that's this yeah. the thing as well, and just to move away from Man City and just talk about West Ham a little bit, you can't really judge based on a performance on the first game of the season when you're getting drubbed like that you know no I'm sure the managers I mean I'm sure the managers will obviously and I mean I'm sure uh, Lampard will be looking around and trying to pick some bones out of his game as well yeah. and I'm sure the uh, the Watford manager will be doing likewise but again it's the start that no one wants but one it's is what happens it's just mm. what and that's the way it goes you know um, we'll see more uh, situations where West Ham they, they, they mightn't play as well and yet they could turn around and win games and I'm sure Chelsea will be the same They'll probably play worse, and they they probably and score goals results, yeah, and yeah. they get results. So that that's again, there's nothing there's nothing in the first week of the season. You, you're very very hard to say what what way teams are gonna go. You're looking at eight or nine games in before teams will know. Oh well, hold on, we've got a problem here. Or yeah, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned Man Man United and Chelsea there anyway, so I think that should probably be the next uh, point of call for her. <laughs> Not happy on my end, and definitely no, happy on your end. Certainly not. I, I, I'll say this, um, just because I, I'd, I'd be ranting here all day because I, I can. It wasn't a four 0 game, in my opinion. You know, and it was a bit of a bad marker, I think, for Lampard. And I wouldn't judge his whole managerial career based on this one game. Well, look, a come here. Just didn't didn't realize how to cope with a counter attack. They got caught with the same thing every single time. Uh, maybe a little bit naive. I would question his substitutes a little bit, maybe. I didn't think bringing Kante on at 3-0 was the right call. Maybe yeah. I would have played him from the start if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Look, they were bright. They hit the bar twice. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were very unfortunate, particularly in the first half. I thought they should have been ahead at halftime, realistically. Yeah. And then, obviously, United just came out second half and kind of... They got, they got their goals, took them well. 
I think that was the difference. The difference, in, yeah. In it. it was yeah. just the, the finishing, really. Because Jossie, they, they, they did create a few chances. They weren't looking too shabby. Like, they weren't looking 4 nil shabby anyway. Like, maybe they yeah. were. They definitely well, weren't at their best. But I think if know. they'd lost that game 2 nil, you could take... Pos- like I think yeah. the, the opinion on it would be a lot different. I think people would be taking positives from it. Mm-hmm. But just because you've lost by that margin on your first game. Yeah, especially two, like two, two of the, the the staple clubs of the Premier League. Like you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't expect a, a result like that. Well, well, look, come here. I suppose the only positive Lampard will take over is that he gave them younger lads their debut, and it was at Old Trafford as well. So he'd be saying, mm. "Okay, I'm about to get two or three fellas Going to give into you the, the chance, squad here. Yeah. I get them." Chance. I mean, it's a win-win for Lampard. I think this season. And anyway, I certainly don't think Chelsea are going to come anywhere. And anyway, and they won't. Uh, shake up the league by any stretch well, I think it's Mar- Mourinho made a very good point that he's not like any of the other Chelsea managers because from the start he's after buying time mm. whereas yes. Chelsea have been known as a second club well, that's like a very... even managers who won Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues don't yeah well that's a very good point I think, and I think even Mourinho would have seen that straight away they've obviously said well right we're bringing Lampard in but we're going to have a look at a little bit of a long term plan mm. uh, as opposed to this uh, short option or quick fire one season yeah. if you don't conform yeah. give give us a league or a Champions League or you're gone kind of thing uh, uh, and look come yeah. here listen at, at the end of the day over the course of the last season you have to say Chelsea finished third and they won the Europa League and yet the manager still gets sacked. Now he I didn't know. get sacked though. Well, okay, right. You well, okay. Ken Collin. Well, well, look, okay. There was, said, there was, there, there was, was discontent there. Was, there. there was discontent yeah. there as well, you know. Mm. And I know they're saying, oh, the fans didn't like him and all the whole lot. But certainly in the boardroom, they must have turned around and said, hold on a minute. We didn't actually, uh, this guy didn't actually do too bad for us. He got us Champions League football and he got us a trophy. He got us to the Carabao Cup, which we lost on penals. Mm. If you look at it over the course of the season, that's not a bad season. No, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, whether they can do that this year, I'm doubtful, but we'll see what happens. Stranger things have happened, definitely. It's going to be a weird season for Chelsea. There's, oh, there's yeah, no yeah, if, ands, yeah. or buts about it. It's going to be yeah. an unusual one. It's transition. But it's also a transition for Manchester United as well. It is, but they have money to yes, spend. They, yes, they <laughs> have they're money. Spend yeah. Yeah. Well, they're spend money. Chelsea that's have very, the money. Yeah. <laughs> that's very yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, again, it's, it's you know, you have two young managers still kind of learn the trade, although Solskjaer might have a little bit more experience. He obviously. does, yeah. He'd, he'd say that, you know, but... Uh, it's a big season for United as well. The pressure is on United as well. To, well, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, honestly, he's just done the Ferguson 2.0, I think, really. Well, I don't, look, come here. like you say, United, there'll be a lot of expectation and obviously they're going to be buoyed by that 4-0 win. If we're eight or nine games in and we see the league positions then, then you know the table is kind of starting to start out itself. A well, bit, you know? according to every United fan I've heard the past couple of days, they're back and they've already won the league. Well, if so they any, might as well just give them the trophy now, I think. Well, if there's any United fans out there listening and they want to get in touch, please do. And let's hear yeah. their opinions and see what uh, where the fans are going to go with this after their opening uh, game of the season. We've only got another, what, 30 odd games, sure, plus, yeah, league, plus League Cup and everything else that goes yeah. with it, FA Cups and what have you. So uh, if there's any United fans there want to throw in their Tuppence Ward there, we'd love to hear from Or them. if you just want to slag us too off for getting absolutely tough. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You, as can, well. e- you can email us at. Uh, uh, who's on the front post at gmail.com and write to us on Twitter um, on our Twitter handle at who's on front um, just keep uh, emailing in tweeting in and you might get your uh, replies or anything read out on the show so 
Uh, moving on anyway, because I'm really sick talking about <laughs> this myself, not going to lie. Uh, the bigger, I think this was probably the biggest uh, surprise of the weekend for me, which was uh, Brighton and Watford. Really didn't see this coming. Yeah, that was a bit of a strange one, all right. Um, I, I thought it would have been a, a one-all type match. I didn't I didn't see 3-0. This was a good Watford team as well last yeah, year. pretty so. good. A decent Watford team, I suppose. They haven't got, lost anyone. That got mm-hmm. to the FA Cup final as well. I know they got a hiding in the final, but they still got to the final in one way or the other, you know. But uh, again, what uh, Brighton, three breaks, three goals, you know what I mean? And that's Well, the own goal was the, unfortunate. The now, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I still think uh, it's going to be a long season for Brighton as well. I know, like, like you say, they did struggle a little bit towards the end of last season as well. They they picked up one or two points there at the, uh, at the end. They got a win or two. I think that basically kept them in the Premier and anyway but I think overall um, I, th- I do I do fear for Brighton this Honest, season but I, I actually will disagree I, I was I would have agreed with you at, before the season started but I tell you it wasn't the same Brighton that I've seen last season they were very very offensive and Graham Potter got them playing good football not just sitting behind waiting to defend now I, I still think that they played 5-3-2 did they play with 5 defenders yeah. which fair enough but those wing-backs are moving a lot more now. They're not just staying in their own half. Honestly, Neil, Neil uh, Maupay, who they signed from Brentford, I've seen him playing the championship. and Good player, young player, and he scored on his debut, which will give him a lot of confidence as well. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be an interesting season. Now, look, it's first game. I can't judge. But, yeah. you know, they surprised me the most by how good they were. The only the only fear that I have for Brighton and it's it's actually the depth of the squad. That's what I think. If one if Brighton get a couple of uh, injuries there, if, uh, I know Lewis Dunk I think got man of the match there, uh, centre back there at a smashing game. But if they lose one or two key players, Brighton, I think they're going to be in serious trouble. You know. Yeah, definitely. We'll go on to Spurs and Villa next. Yeah, that was. Uh, I th- I think it, it kind of flatters Spurs a little bit in a way. Definitely did. Uh, I thought Villa they looked very fresh coming coming straight from the Championship up to the Premier League. I, th- I thought they. Put in a pretty good performance the first time round, but first game of the season. Jack Grealish caught napping maybe a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I mean, yes, he, has, he has, hasn't 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 had any Premier League experience really, or very little of it. Not really. So I mean, like maybe maybe nerves got got the better of him on the day, but like they are playing a fairly decent Spurs side, Champions League final. You know, they haven't had massive amounts of changes to their squad. You now they've added a couple of a couple of fairly decent looking lads, yeah. but. Um, yeah. Yeah, all in. I think it's a very flattering result for Spurs. I mean, they probably did deserve to win. Well, the goals were the well second, taken. Yeah, well, yeah. The, second, the second goal was a kind of... Pinball football. It was a little yeah. bit of a strange about Hardy yeah. Kane. But again, he was onto it. And, and you know, that's what Kane does. Well, he's uh, after yeah. breaking his August curse already with two two well-taken goals, now yeah. I have to say. Okay, the second goal, I thought, yeah. was, was a better goal. Oh, obviously. definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to argue but again, on that. Villa, like. Again, Villa going there and taking the lead. You know, people were saying, mm-hmm. were they a little bit naive that they could they shut up shop for a little while? Or did they just go out and play and see, see how they get on? And, and actually take Spurs on. Well, no, maybe, again, maybe as well that's what happened, you know. Very highly rated, actually, as well, and got off to a good start himself. A lot of people are saying that he came, I think it was from Hibernian, Hibernian and yeah. he went to Villa there, and a lot of people are saying, well, uh, a lot of other teams should have taken a chance on him, and they missed out. So he could be a massive player for them this season. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's a bit of a weird one for me with Villa just because they've signed a lot of players, and I'm just a bit conscious of that. And, you know, after what happened with Fulham and with everything Fulham, like that, that, so exactly, yeah, yeah. Look, come here. The, the the signing of the players, it's the quality you bring in. I mean, you can bring in three, 
uh, three regular players or you could bring in one player that will make a difference to your team you know and this again this is the thing with United say or the thing with Spurs uh, that they're looking for a quality all the time you know you look at the Villas and you look at uh, Norwich and all they're, they're bringing in you know actually Norwich didn't bring in well, really well, anyone well they brought in the, the, the their goal scorer what was his name the um, Pukki was there last year. Was he there last yeah, year? He was the top scorer in the championship okay, okay. last year. Top scorer in the championship last yeah. year. Now we have. They brought in Dermot to back up forward, but they haven't signed anyone really to go into their starting eleven. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, well, if you look at okay, that's okay. Bringing in Pukki for the uh, Norwich, and then you had the uh, Abraham at Aston Villa yeah. then last year. It's a massive step up championship. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. As well, well Neil, so. Neil Maupay as well was championship. Was championship and now he's yeah. with Brighton, so. Yeah. Well, look, if we wait till May and we wave our magic wand and we see how many goals they'll have scored, that'll that'll be a, a big thing yeah. for there. But again, I think Villa have enough to stay up and anyway, they, they should have. They should have enough there. They've got 12 new players or something like that. In the, 12 the new players, yeah. Some fella so called Marvellous. Yeah, <laughs> Mar- <laughs> the be- I think the best name I've seen in the Premier League, to be honest. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on him, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be looking at him with uh, open eyes and we. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my big question of the day here, gentlemen, anyway, and I think it eclipses any other question. Who would win in the Salon d'Or, Paul Pogba or Jack Grealish? Mm, for me, it's going to be Pogba. Yeah, probably Pogba. I don't know. I think Grealish is giving him a run for the money. Is uh, in the new Coca-Cola ad with... The full Grealish. Yeah, give, me, give me the Grealish, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I think uh, Pogba might be... Uh, it's a, well, well, a well-kept man, in fairness, I can't that to him. Well, yeah. I know he didn't head the ball much in any way there. So maybe I don't think we'll what... be seeing many headers from yeah, him. Yeah. No, no, the hair is about to double the size of his head. So... <laughs> <laughs> Probably adds about four inches yeah. on to him. <laughs> anyway, we'll move away from uh, right. silly questions. Uh, Burnley and Southampton. I was very surprised about this game as well because I've ranted and raved about Southampton a lot last season. Yes, yep. Your man Shea Adams, which is another championship striker brought into the Premier League uh, for Southampton, didn't really have the best of uh, debuts. Could have been sent off as well for a bit of a nasty challenge as well. So, But he's only 22. I think he's nearly 23. A lot of potential in him, but we'll see how well he makes that transition from... Well, I think I think Burnley will be delighted with that performance. It's a great, it's a great it's a, result. It's a great start yeah. of them, and you know, yeah. um, they're the kind considering of, they're, what the season they had last year. Yeah, well, I think considering um, they are going to need points at home, and I think it's crucial for the likes yeah. of your Burnleys, your Newcastle's, the teams that were flirting with the relegation uh, last to season. To be fair, though, we know that Burnley can play because they at the end of last season they did start picking up the results very well. Mm. Actually, Barnes scored twice there, yeah. but him and Chris Wood, yeah, very dangerous together. Yeah, yeah. Dwight McNeil looked very good towards yeah. the end of last season. Uh, I'm, as a well. ma- I'm a massive fan of Dwight. Uh, well, McNeil. they they, they went to Chelsea talent. and got a draw. They were only beaten one nothing by City, um, <coughs> and kind of gave City a bit of a game there for maybe over an hour. They could have yeah. had a chance there against City there as well. So, yeah, they were lucky so with that, were, like a very yeah, close Aguero call. There was one or two games there where they actually put it up to the yeah. bigger to the bigger side, you know. And that's why I think the home form definitely could season. be a potential banana skin for a few teams. Oh, I it, think. Will, it will definitely be, and that's and that's why the the home form is crucial for Burnley yeah. this season. Actually, Barnes took his goals very very well. Good goals, yeah, very goals, very well yeah, taken. Yeah. And goals. again. He's been scoring goals as well, and yeah. you know it's a wonderful. Well, announcer's well, taking well, a punt him on. and well, see, it's that weird kind of thing. It's like, would they do as well separated, or is it just that they work very well together, him and Chris Wood? Because I think that between the two of them, he had twenty four goals last season or something to that effect, which right. is, you know, 
Fair Which enough. is enough like, to 12, 12, well, I think it was fairly evenly split twelve and twelve or maybe thirteen and eleven, but you know, if if you separated the two of them, they're the goals. Well. They're the goals that kept them in the Premier League. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. so look again. You're looking for your your goal scorers. I mean, okay, first of all, you've not to concede, but you you gotta need you gotta get someone who's gonna get you a few goals to stay in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Particularly them sides that are always down the bottom. You know, under. They would have tar- I think Burnley would have targeted that game to try to get something out of Southampton because they know they're going to be in and around the Southampton position 15, 16 and anybody. So I think, I think they're going to be above that. I think they, they can easily make um above 10th this year. Do you think so? I actually I genuinely think so. No, I don't what do you think, Kev? I reckon they'll be around 12th. Yeah, I think, like I think it'll be a lot higher than the 15s and 16s. Yeah, cause I feel like the um a lot of other other teams have kind of worse, so well, not worse squads, but they they probably won't do as well. I feel like Newcastle definitely below them, Sheffield, um, Norwich, Brighton, yeah. Norwich. I say Watford. Even Watford, yeah, but gone by on that performance. Yeah, it wasn't very convincing at all. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a few teams that could could end up below them. Sean Dyche is a very smart manager as well. So he is. He's a massive. Uh, figure there at Burnley so yeah. well, like I'm a big say, fan home, of him myself so. the home form for me is crucial for for a lot mm. of these teams this season whether they're going to stay in the division or not you know as, as I mentioned Brighton earlier on I'd say the same thing applies to Burnley home form well and to be fair now well before last season Brighton at the Amex they were that was kind of a fortress for them they do perform well at home well they've got to continue that again this yeah, season definitely. They, they want to stay <laughs> in the division uh, not many games now really left to go I mean there's well, Wolves and Everton, uh, sorry, Wolves and Leicester, and then Everton and Palace. Both of those were nil-nil games. Not really a lot to talk about. Everton, I maybe expected a little bit more out of them, especially seeing the way Palace are with Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, I, I thought they would have done quite a lot better as well, particularly with the signings they brought in. That they brought some some top quality lads yeah. in, and then they. I'm, I'm very like a, much looking forward to seeing yeah. Moise Ken yeah, or Keen. I'm not too yeah, sure how to pronounce. Like no one that, seems yeah. to know how to pronounce his name. Man, it will be as well. Yeah, it? well, he didn't play now because yeah, he was. But, I think he was just a deadline day signing, him, but yeah, still pretty good, pretty good, pretty good lad to bring in. But like Everton, they still played like a normal Everton team. Yeah, they didn't play like a kind of new and improved side. With it, the, it was pretty. It, the squad was pretty much the exact same as last year as well. Yeah. So I mean, like Richard, or the first first eleven. Yeah, Richardson had a couple of chances. He'd, Actually, fairly decent strike, came pretty close at one stage, yeah. but uh, it still wasn't. I feel good enough, particularly with the the situation Crystal Palace are in. Like one of the best players doesn't want to play with them. They lost uh, Wan Bissaka as well. Yeah, didn't replace him either. No, they brought Gary mm-hmm. Cahill or something. Well, it's yeah. a good sign, and like I think, yeah, but, but I don't know. It's a weird one. They haven't really seemed to do anything in the transfer window either. And no, they don't usually. Yeah, because do it was. Ex- I think it was pretty much exactly the same. Starting eleven that they would have played every single week, mm. barring Wan Bissaka. Yeah, they, they, they normally bring in players from the Championship Palace and then they, yeah. you know try to move them on. But uh, I think actually now, I, now you're saying I'm only thinking about it, they could be in trouble this year. I yeah, think really like because if, if they lose Zaha, that that's them. I think mm. the final they, the coffin. They, they know, yeah, and you know he's talking about this January move as well. So things things are going to be unsettled. Yeah. At Palace, you know, between the whole between now and say Christmas, so is this yeah. gonna keep coming up in training every week? And I'm sure Roy Hodgson will have to turn around and say, "Well, look, 
if he's not prepared to work, I'm going to have to drop him. Or, you know, he might... He they might. won't drop him. I, well, well, I know they dropped him for the first game, can't, but... They can't really afford they can't to keep afford dropping him. Well, I, I suppose Because so, if they end up getting relegated, he's going to go for nothing. Yeah, but do you do you have a player in the in the team disrupting the team every week and you're trying to prepare yeah. for the next game and, you know, you 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 have a fella in the in the dressing room and you have a fella on the training ground, I don't want to be here, I'm not having mm. this. Well, why are Crystal manage- Palace being ambitious about things, though? Well, hold like on. if why, if, why, if they got did... fifty million for Wambasaka and look, yeah, Premier well, League clubs aren't exactly short of money at the moment. Well, why? why why did Wilfred Zaha wait till transfer deadline day to say, oh, I'm handing in a transfer request? He should have put in his transfer request at, the start, yeah. at, the, at five o'clock at the last game of the season. He mm. should have says. I've done me bit here. I don't want to be here anymore. You can't be turning around and saying, well, uh, I want to play Champions League football next season. Yeah. That doesn't wash either because what he's saying is, oh, well, I'll go to Arsenal or Chelsea or somebody in London who'll take me. Uh, I, I won't go back to United. Uh, well, I won't get a game at Liverpool. So he was, I think Zaha was hedging his bets, you know, and I, I honestly think, and I'm not saying it because I'm a Chelsea fan, I honestly think Zaha is trying to hedge a move to Chelsea. Fair mm. enough, then he just has to wait for it. Well, obviously he'll have to, obviously he'll have to mm. wait till January, but don't be surprised. I won't be don't surprised. Don't forget, there is a massive sell-on clause for um, Wilfred Zaha with United. Now course. I think it's something to the effect of forty percent. Yeah. So yeah. Palace are so going Palace to try and squeeze gonna, oh, as course, much as they of can. Of course they are. But I mean, the player and his agent have a lot to answer for as well. You don't turn around. The, was it the day before? The day before that yeah, day. And yeah. come along and say, "Oh, hang on a minute, guys. Uh, I want. I'm handing in a transfer request." I mean, that upset the whole club straight away. And I'm well, sure... If, if you remember as well, it was actually Everton who put in a bid for him. Well, they put yeah. in like a bid two, of 50... Two or, two or three days before they were meant to play him. And, you know, he didn't start because because yeah, of that why, whole situation. Yeah, yeah, so, very tactical from Everton, I think, as well. Yeah, they, yeah the, but they bid 56 million for him. Okay. And as you rightly said, United are going to get 40% uh, percent of that 56 million. So they straight, get well, over 20 so, million so straight, for that. Like. Straight away, they were going to say no. But again... But when Zaha hadn't put in a request and everything were putting in a bid, I think it was a uh, players involved as well. Yeah, as cash, it was. you know. So, uh, in that regard, I think Palace and I think Zaha were kind of boxing off against each other. Well, we'll wait and see what he does, and we'll wait and see what they do. I mean, in the end, it didn't suit anybody because you have a player there now that really doesn't want to be there, but now you've got no choice and you have to play him. Well, according to Hodgson, anyway. Zaha has beef with the board of directors of Palace over this whole thing. Apparently, there's no issues with him and Hodgson. It's with the board of directors. That's that's what has been said around anyway for the time being. God, we, we really managed to talk a lot about uh, a nil-nil game, and I suppose it just is the Zaha factor. Well, yeah. that was that was the... I'm sure that over, maybe that overshadowed the whole game. Maybe that's why it ended up <laughs> yeah. nil-nil, you know? Well, so Wasn't a lot to talk about in it, so we might as well talk about Zaha. Mm. Well, look, come here. We, I'm sure by uh, January... We'll know a little bit more about Zaha's situation, but I think it was—I think it was just all a little bit weird. Waiting till transfer deadline day yeah, and coming around, yeah. they should have done their business long before then. I—I I thought he would have been sold a lot earlier than that. I—I I thought he would have been out fairly quick after the season was over. So it's probably that in in a sense as well, where he's he's like, I should really be gone by now. Why am I still here? Yeah, Get definitely. Me out of here, kind of thing. It's a, it's a weird one as well because there was Dortmund. I think we're looking at him one stage there, and they yeah. have to replace Pulisic and. Be a bad uh, move. Him, him and Jaden Sancho. Yeah, be pretty decent. Could, could do uh, wonders Did there. Did he not say at one stage, "I'm a Zaha celebrity. Get me out of here." Oh, stop. <laughs> okay, on that note, anyway, we'll move away. I'm moving away from Zaha. What's our next game? Oh, our next game. Uh, Newcastle Arsenal. Newcastle Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a bit of a weird game. 
Arsenal got their win anyway. They were kind of a depleted team, um, very young team. Mm. He put out a few Joe uh, Willock, youngsters yeah, to start Niles off the game. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, Joe Willock actually looked quite well. Uh, very weird with uh, the uh, C Kalasnach and Mesa Ozil situation. Like that was yeah, bizarre. That, that, was... that that video was crazy. Yeah. Well, look at the police obviously stepped in there and had a few words and told them not to travel. So the, maybe the, the security reasons they had to go by whatever the, was said. The there. rumors I heard is that Kalasnach wasn't there because he's still chasing after the lads. Well, <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, he's probably running down the high street somewhere in London yeah. after him. You know. <laughs> But uh, no, again, Emery brought out a few of the younger players as well and, and gave them a run as well. And maybe he thought that a couple of the new signs, Pepe. You know, Nicholas Pepe was injured, yeah, I think. He had a little yeah, bit of a knock so, from so training probably, or from the African Cup. He probably just wanted to see. Newcastle, uh, the new They didn't guys, play Joel, badly. They didn't play too badly. Um, Jolinton looked all right, I have to say. Half he chance looks, or two. A half chance looks a handful two. anyway. And um, John Josh Shelby hit the post from long he range did, as well. He, he, he does have effort. that in, in his locker as well. Yeah, so. yeah. But I, t- I still think again, it's typical Arsenal performance. I suppose they, they got they got the old smash and grab goal, you know. Yeah. But um, looking at it again, you know, a lot of people it'll be the uh, uh, Mike Ashley factor and all this thing. Is that going to be a burden on the t- on the on the team for the whole season? You know, I mean, Bruce has come in. Um, Their eleventh choice. Well, even if he's I'm not, I'm not even joking. From their shortlist, he was yeah. choice number eleven of the next managers for Newcastle. Well, look, come here. Time will, time will tell at Newcastle as well. It's going to be strange days at Newcastle. I still think uh, there was a, a plan to sell the club uh, to, to Sheikh Mansour's cousin or something to that. And, something then, like and that, then that yeah. fell through as well, you yeah. know. So like. What what what's Ashley's problem? Does he want to sell the club or does he not want to sell the club and let Newcastle move on and mm. just let him ride off into the sunset? You it was know? probably some stupid clause or something that required uh, one demand service to buy like forty million worth of uh, Sports Direct mugs or something <laughs> well, like that. Yeah, well, some someone was saying that there was there's actually no board of directors at Newcastle. Does uh, Ashley and the some other guy Chowdhury or Chowdhury or something? There's so, only yeah. there's only them two guys apparently there and there's no board to oversee anything. So. Everything is obviously going through Ashley, and I'm sure he but he's not going to uh, turn around and say, "Well, right, well, there's probably going to be 15 or 16 preconditions before we even talk about selling the club," and that's probably putting off investors as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Big statement from the fans as well. Yeah. Well, was always, it in the uh, end? The, well, I mean, like the boycott. If you ever look at like a Newcastle game, there's always like heaps of Newcastle uh, fans. Know, they're some of the yeah. best fans in the uh, Premier League. Although they're, they're fantastic yeah, fans, yeah. and then like yeah. for them not to show up, but obviously it would have taken quite a lot. Like, it would have meant a lot to I the think fans. I think in the end there wasn't that up. many didn't turn up. Like I think the attendances were still quite high, where it wouldn't have. Yeah, but how many how many of them are season ticket holders? I mean, Newcastle probably have a waiting list for season tickets. Yeah, as, as far as I do know, general sale was quite high for the game, but. Again, the attendances wasn't that low yeah, down but, compared yeah, to. But have have the fans maybe given back their season tickets? That would be the thing. Then, if t- if you're saying there's tickets on sale for general release, have the fans there up there who've been season ticket holders maybe for a number of years? Have they turned around and said, "I hear I've had enough of this," you know? I yeah, I, yeah. I can watch it on Sky Sports or whatever, yeah. you know. Well, the attendance from what I saw there was forty seven thousand, over forty seven thousand people yeah. in that game. Right, it's pretty high, but like it's first game of the season, they're playing Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not, it's, it's, it should be a sellout. Yeah, it's I don't know. You understand that? Gimmicky club or anything yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Well, look, that's that's the weird thing. I suppose Newcastle can probably just chalk that up and say, uh, "Well, it's gonna be like that from time to time." You know, mm. I don't think it's gonna make that much of a dent. 
Well, um, un- until someone comes in and sorts out that whole uh, Ashley situation, I think Newcastle. I think the off uh, off the field troubles is a, is a affecting the, the overall club. You know, and they had and, something good going there under Benitez. Ah, they did. I mean, they just uh, invested. Yeah, well, it took Benitez a couple of weeks, maybe or maybe a couple of months, maybe two to three months to actually turn things around there because they were all over the place when 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 he took over. And within say maybe two three months, they were actually trying to play a little bit of attractive football. And did in the end that you know everybody said, well, that you know they were great and let's give them a new contract and, and bring in a few players. But again... But now Ronlon's gone, Perez is gone. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, they spent the money on Joe Linton and there, there was a, one or two more signings who came in there, but it's weird. It's a weird rebuild as well. Yeah, mm. I, I, but I, I think Benitez is a big loss for Newcastle. I really do. Yeah. If, there, if there was anybody that was going to keep them going. Now, I'm not saying Steve Bruce is a bad manager. He'll have his own methods as well. But I don't think they'll be in the same vein as uh, Benitez. No, it'd be very different football being played at Newcastle. Yeah. Because like, I see all the work that Benitez did towards the end of the season with them playing fairly decent looking football. That's gonna go out the window. It's yeah. gonna be Steve Bruce football. It's straight, be, straight uh, Andy Carroll football, up top. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. No, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Andy Carroll's back as well. I completely yeah. forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. My God, away the lads, away the lads. Should Andy Carroll top scorer of the Premier League this season, lads. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of lovely hair, speaking <laughs> of lovely, yeah. How how could I forget that for the Salon Door candidates? Yes. <laughs> Bournemouth and Sheffield is that our last game Bournemouth Sheffield Bournemouth Sheffield a one all draw and this was an interesting one Sheffield United were the only team from uh, the championship who got a point this weekend and probably could have gotten more than that I thought they looked quite good now long season ahead for them obviously but look we'll see what happens Um, they've they've bought a few players but Mm -hmm. all kind of championship high quality championship standard players your likes of Callum Robinson um, and well, I, Dave, Dave McGoldrick was there last season but yeah. Dave McGoldrick hasn't played in the Premier League I think mm-hmm. in a very long time so. yeah, yeah. four Irish players there yeah, yeah. So, so look good good for, uh, good for us anyway well, if they yeah. can stay up if they can, yeah. if they can keep yes <laughs> exactly if, if, if they can keep going but I suppose Bournemouth Sheffield I'd, I'd say a draw was about actually right you know um, oh, Sheffield, yeah. Sheffield did have a couple of little chances. I know they got the late goal, the late equalizers and all that. Billy you know, Sharp, old Billy Looking Sharp, sharp. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sharp. First goal in the Premier, his first ever Premier League goal at the ripe old age of thirty four. Do we have another Glenn Murray on our hands here? Well, yes, yes, very close indeed. Let's have a little look at that. But again, uh, draw was about right. I think I think both of them had a half chance here and there. But uh, I think it's going to be a long season for Sheffield United. It will be. Um, look, it's a weird one for Bournemouth. I had a lot to say about Bournemouth last season, especially towards mm. the end, and the fact they were lacking some ambition. Now, they haven't really signed too many players. They signed Harry Wilson on loan from Liverpool, which I think is a good and interesting boy. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, yeah. But again, like they haven't really upgraded their team whatsoever, and I, I spoke a lot about their ambition and what they were going to be doing for next season, I- and they haven't really solid now they managed to hold on to their players which is good because mm-hmm. I think Nathan Ake Ryan Fraser Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson all could have moved yes. on to bigger Absolutely, clubs yeah. but you know Eddie Howe has managed to hold on to them and I think that's vital now I still fear for them to be totally yeah. honest mm-hmm. I think this is a make or break season for considering Howe, considering they haven't made any mar- like massive marquee signings now they signed Philip Billing who was relegated with Huddersfield good player yeah. but again not the kind of player I maybe Look, maybe we focus a bit too much on marquee signings from time to time in the Premier League. Maybe we should be looking at players that they actually need. But mm. I don't know. I will question their amb- ambition a lot. And I 
I like Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson a lot, but will they have hit the same heights that they hit last season? Because I think Ryan Fraser was joint leader for assists and Callum Wilson was banging in goals mm. for fun he was yeah, and yeah. got his England call up and everything like that. But Well, look, it was only two seasons ago uh, people were saying, oh, Eddie Hell, next England manager, and Eddie Hell was... Now we're going to see what Eddie Hell's made of because yeah. I think this is a really make or break. And, you know, on the managerial roundabout, Eddie Hell, I think if he doesn't get it right, could be gone. I don't see it's weird. There's some clubs who I think won't sack their manager, depend the regardless of how badly they're doing. Burnley being one of them, Sean Dyche, they've stuck with him when they've been relegated and come back up, gone to Europe and everything like that. Uh, Barmet and Eddie Howe have that weird kind of relationship as well. Um, so look, it's it's um it's interesting. I'm going I'm going to be watching Barm with close eye because I think they could struggle this season because they started struggling towards the end last season but yeah it wasn't a great result to start off with and we'll see how they got on for the rest of the season so interesting times for Bournemouth Bournemouth they're they're a very up and down club though you can never really know what they're going to do week in week out some teams you could say oh their away form is terrible their home form is terrible but Bournemouth like they just go out and do whatever they want really you know just stay away from them when you're on your accumulators yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyway, that was all the Premier League games played at the weekend that we kind of went in through. Um, some in-depth, some not so in-depth. You can talk about some games a lot easier than others anyway. Yep. So we'll just take a very quick break here and then come back to you for the last uh, bit, just our predictions for the weekend. And here we are now, back after our break. We're going to do something for this season that we've seen seen as we actually managed to catch the start of the season. We only started halfway through last year. Mm -hmm. But me, Rob and Kev, we're going to do predictions each week. And whoever has the most predictions will get a point. And over the course of the season, the 38 weeks, we'll all add it up. And whoever has the most, well, sorry, whoever has the least amount of points is going to be the victim of a game of Red Arse that we'll record live and... Shall we give everyone a, a chance to see that? So we're looking at you here, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Look all you like, mate. Robbie was very much against this idea, but he got outvoted. So that's the beauty of a democracy, <laughs> isn't it? That's democracy. We'll start off with our uh, predictions anyways. I think it probably might be quicker to just maybe go for each of our predictions rather than going through each mm-hmm. one individually anyway. So uh, I'll start off anyway. Uh, Arsenal and Burnley is the first game on. I've gone 2 1 to Arsenal on that. Villa and Bournemouth, I've gone with a 1 all draw. I'm thinking both teams, a uh, little bit apprehensive on their first game, maybe might be on their second game. I've gone Brighton 1, West Ham 2. I think West Ham need to pick me up after that result So at the weekend. And look, it's I can't judge West Ham too much on that <laughs> performance. And I know I talked about, about Brighton, but I think West Ham are a good team. They'll get a victory on that. Everton 2, Watford 0 is my choice for that uh, game. Uh, I think Everton are a better team than Watford, and Watford look pretty poor. So Norwich 2, Newcastle 1 is my one. I think Newcastle had an alright game, but I think Norwich definitely need to bounce back as well. And it's a home game for them. Delia Smith will be uh, all roused up. Let's be having you. <laughs> so, yeah, Norwich 2-1 for me on that. Southampton 0, Liverpool 3 is my next choice. I look... It is what it is. I can't say too much about it other than I think that Liverpool will absolutely turn them out of it. Uh, City 2, Spurs 1, arguably our game of the weekend. 
Kev's laugh because he's also gone with that. Look, yeah. it's going to be a tight one, I think. And it just seems like the safe uh, prediction to go with. Sheffield 2, Palace 1 is my uh, prediction for this one. I thought Palace, ugh, they did okay, but they didn't look like they were going to set anyone on fire for the season. So Sheffield, uh, I, think they, I think they played well against Bournemouth, so I think they might get a result here at home. Uh, Chelsea won, Leicester won. I've gone with Leicester are a tricky team and Chelsea not off to a good start so I'm not going to be biased on it and say oh yeah I think they're going to win it's going to be a tough game I'll be happy with a one-all draw here now myself last game is Wolves and Man United which is the Monday night game I've gone with a two-all draw mainly because Wolves were a very bogey team for United last season you've also you got for... it. I wasn't copying you like, I wasn't <laughs> kicking over into you here um <laughs> So yeah, uh, Wolves 2, United 2. Wolves bogey team for United. Maybe United are maybe going to go into this game a bit overconfident. We never know, but those are my predictions for the weekend, so we'll see how well they get on. Kev, I'll go on to you next. All right, yeah. uh, like, have, have I just read out every single one? Or? Very similar, yeah. Uh, I've gone with uh, Arsenal 2, Burnley 0. So it might be a little bit different to yours. Yep. Um, Aston Villa 1, Bournemouth 1. Yeah. Uh, I've gone with the Brighton zero West Ham two I think West Ham should hopefully have just that bit more in the day and have like hopefully Issa Diab can come back from that absolute nightmare that you had at the weekend uh, I've gone with Everton two Watford one I think Watford might sneak a goal in that game uh, Norwich one Newcastle one Southampton nil Liverpool three Man City two Spurs one Sheffield one Crystal Palace nil Similarish, but I don't think there'd be many goals in that game for some reason. Uh, Chelsea won, Leicester won, um, Wolves two, Man United two. Yeah, I got very, very <laughs> yeah, close there towards the end. No original Robbie whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie, do you have the exact same? <laughs> uh, not really. No, I don't. There's a couple of different ones. I'm going to start off Arsenal three, Burnley one. Okay. I'm going to have Villa one, Bournemouth one. We've all gone with that. Yeah. I'm going to go Brighton 1, West Ham 2. We I went with that as well. Okay, I'm going to give you Everton 2, Watford 0. I've gone with that as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you Norwich 2, Newcastle 2. Okay, okay. First bit of difference okay. there. Okay. I'm going to give you Southampton 1, Liverpool 3. Bit of difference there. Yeah, I'm going to give you Man City 3, Spurs 1. Okay. I just mm. think City have just got much. a little bit more mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Sheffield United 1 Palace 1 okay I'm going to give you Chelsea 2 Leicester 1 Agreed. you went with the bias uh, yes and finally I'm going to give you Wolves 2 Man United 1 oh a Monday night game a Monday night game Wolves at home yeah. yes very very interesting so we'll see anyway who has the bragging rights for mm. the first week, week of the season yes. we, now, have the fair, we, 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 have we can all have a toy here <laughs> oh yeah and in the event of a toy we'll just give a point to everyone I think yeah. that's yeah, probably yeah, the fairest way to do yeah. things so yeah. but I'm gonna win anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. well look uh, we've come to the end of the show anyway uh, great being back for the first one been looking forward to the Premier League season kicking off Hopefully many more great weeks come on. Mm-hmm. We'll be on every week. Hopefully we'll get our episodes out around Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, depending on all our schedules and stuff like that. We have to work for a living, unfortunately. So this is all a bit of a side project for us. But yeah. uh, keep listening in anyway. Write into us on our email address, uh, who's on frontpost.gmail.com. 
write to us on Twitter on our handle at who's on front. We'll be uh, updating you know that as the season goes on, giving our opinions of the games as they're going on a bit of live tweeting here and there. Mm-hmm. So great being on everyone, and we'll see you soon. Yep, thanks very much for listening. Yeah, cheers, thank you.